What's going on, everybody? Doug here. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with Cheyenne and I and all of our guests here at Birdie's Not BS. But, you know, we want to be the front door to folks coming into the game of golf. So please share the episode, share the content. Be sure you're giving reviews, leaving reviews, leaving comments everywhere you can comment about the show. And uh, let's get to it. Well, here we are again, uh, a.k.a. back at it again. I got my homegirl, Shy Boogie, with us. Birdie's not BS coming back to you. Interesting stuff going on this week, Shy. Colin Morikawa takes the PGA Championship. How are you feeling about this young gun coming out and getting it done? I love Colin. I love watching him play. I love um, his smile. Oh, my <laughs> <He's> gosh. Just- <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, his game is just so well-rounded. And I only saw a few highlights from his round on Sunday. But he definitely has the clutch shots when he needs them. You know, I saw the drive coming down the stretch, drove the green to about 15 feet. That leaderboard was stacked. And for him to be able to come out on top out of all of that, I think it says a lot for someone of that age. I mean, he's young. It's what, only his second year on the PGA Tour? With a win. Was it two wins? Nothing's got one win. Two, yeah, two wins with a major. Is this you know his I mean? first or second year? I've, I'm, this is his second season. This uh, quarantine time it's, warp it's, yeah, that it's we're hard living to keep in. Up. <laughs> no, but you have to talk about the low light from the week, right? I mean, he won the championship. He played golf, played great golf in the clutch. But his low light was hoisting the trophy and dropping the top. Oh, I loved that. I mean, <laughs> that the memes that will be created. Yes. And, sustained yeah he'll never live that down ever he will never and and i agree with people i saw on twitter tweeting about it that makes him even more relatable like i'm sure we all would have done that how many people know how heavy that thing is how to hold it yeah that was that was funny to see yeah but his face was classic like the face (laughs) that he made was like oh so genuine it was genuine i think i don't think he's had time to learn how to not be genuine you know what i'm saying because he's right he's 23 years old you know he's one of those guys you just can't help but like Exactly. He's hard not to like. I mean, he graduated college. He's with honors, you know, four-year student athlete. Got it done in the classroom, done on the golf course. You you got to like the guy. You got to. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, I tell you, you talk about clutch shots and clutch performances. Mine is your little um, putt you made with your little weak fist bump. But it's okay. I (laughs) understand now. Here we go again. I understand it now. I understand it now. But to stand up on the 70th hole of a major, drivable 330-yard par four, slight cut needed C to the left to stand up there and have the nerve, the gut and the grit to pull off a shot like that, hit it in there close and make the putt to take a two shot, three shot lead with two holes to play. I mean, that that's the stuff that you write about in your dreams when you were a kid, like yes, you dream about 100%. that. And it's the, it's the moment that we all practice for, you know, you always practice that five footer for the win on the 18th hole that drive, you know, on whatever the 18th hole at Pebble beach, you know, you have these visions that we all practice for at majors and you, he was in the moment. He was able to pull it out and make it work. And we've seen this from him as well when he, one memorial. He had some really clutch putts, clutch drives to be able to come out on top over Justin Thomas. And again, for his first major, he backed it up once again. And it was just really cool to see someone again that young that 
just has no fear and just goes out and plays. He's going to be a superstar. Yes. But I tell you what, you talk about superstars, talk about the men's tour, got to talk about the ladies tour as well. Danielle Kane back to back getting dubs. Why did you let her do that, Cheyenne? Well, you know. <laughs> Why did you let Danielle get two dubs back to back? One of them had your name on it. It did. It did. And you know what? I played better uh, week two at Highland Meadows Marathon Classic, but my game, it needs a little bit of work. I got to be honest. These two Uh-oh. weeks, I I maybe had my C game. I managed to pull out two cuts made, uh, made a, enough birdies, but I'm going to be practicing these next few weeks because... Did you also have some BS? You said you made enough birdies, but was there some BS? Oh, there's never BS, Doug. <laughs> we are all birdies, no BS. <laughs> a few missed iron shots, but no BS, so... Well, talk about yeah. a shot because you you got back in the ropes. You you know you made the cut the first week at a tough Inverness course. Then you go over to the marathon, make another cut. What seems to be working for you right now? Honestly, my scrambling around the greens, putting. This is the best my putter has felt in years. Really seeing the line, stroking it. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I averaged. I think I averaged twenty eight putts this last week. So I mean, that's huge for me coming from seasons where I'm averaging 33, 32 putts. Let's not talk about. That. We all know how important putting is, and every shot makes a difference, especially at that level. So for me, I'm really excited that that part of my game has improved so much. Now, my strength normally is ball striking. Once I get that back into where it normally is, I think my game will will definitely come together and I can get some results that I'm definitely ready for. Well, you know what? You talk about those results and you talk about practicing. So this is what we want to talk about in this episode. Yes. Stuff that's around the house that you can use that you really don't have to spend extra money on that you can use to get better at the game of golf. Yes. So I don't know about you. I am the ultimate training aid creator Oh, I know. Just I know. randomness of random stuff. All right. So, I've been to your house and I've seen all of your toys and golf tools and aids. I think you got a couple tools of mine I want back too. The little like the little thing you put on top of the putter with the line. I'm, I'm going to need that back. I'm going to have to get that back to you. You probably don't even know where it's at, but it's all right. I know how you do things. But, you know, it's funny. When I start thinking about things I use at the house, right, and things that I use to get better at the game of golf, the first thing is so stupid and simple is the grout lines like in the kitchen or the the lines of the seams of the of the you yes. know, t- tile the coming carpet, together hardwood even, yes so i love like that's the first like even if i don't have a club you'll see me on a grout line or a tile line like square my feet up you know making sure that i've got one tile between you know trying to make my stance with consistent, you know, you'll see me grab a putter immediately and start trying to figure out where straight looks and things like that. So that's probably my first suggestion of how to get better with stuff at home. Use the grout lines in the kitchen or the tile lines or hardwood line, whatever the hell is on the floor with a line, use it. Yes. I love that because it's there, it's free, it's convenient. And I love it because it gives you immediate results as well. You can see right then in the moment, is my face square? Am I taking it back open, closed? What is it looking like in the moment? Um, And it's right in your house. It's easy. Um, One thing that I love that goes along with that, that I've done in the house and on the green, everybody has it. Grab two quarters. I grab two quarters. So that's 50 cents. 50 cents. (laughs) So you can grab two quarters, place them on the ground. If you're going to use the grout lines, you can set it up with the grout lines. And what I do is with my putting stroke, only hit the top quarter 
off of the bottom one. So you set it up like you're going to hit like like the, the quarters are the ball. Yep. I'm setting it up as if the quarters are the ball. I'm stroking only the top quarter off of the two. And so what this does is really help you focus in on contact and how your putter is coming into the ball. You're not putting too, you're not stroking it up too high to where you're hitting the top of the ball. You're not coming in too shallow to where you're going to hit both quarters. It really helps you specify on the path that your putter is coming through the ball and really helps you dial in that uh, contact, which we all want on the greens because contact is everything. Without consistent contact, you aren't able to get consistent speed. See, I'm trying to find free stuff. You over here talking about using money. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I know you can go dig in that car of yours. <laughs> I, got a couple, I actually like that a lot. You know, um, I think I've done that way back in college days. But you know what? I got old faithful. You ready for this one? I don't what? think you are, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Ready. The coat hanger. Now, coat hangers got multiple uses, okay? The one way I use the coat hangers, I stick my arms through it use the little loops on the side to go on my forearms yes. so I can kind of make sure I, I keep my you know, forearm width, forearm consistency as I'm working on just rocking the baby with my, with my putter stroke, you know, Ooh, uh, I like that. rock the baby. That's it. Just so you can, you can see where your forearms are. And then you use like the hanger to see if you're, you're there's any tilt to right. your forearm angles, you know, and make sure that, you know, your forearms are where they need to be. And that's, that's one use I use for the, for the coat hanger. Second use, I'll grip a club like an iron, and I'll grip the coat hanger in the iron to where the, the hook is, you know, perpendicular or excuse me, parallel to the, the club face. Mm -hmm. And then it'll give you greater awareness of where the face actually is. Yeah. Just a little something, just a little checkpoint stuff. To That's a good one. I've never used the hanger. Um, and I really like that, especially for putting, because it, it literally locks you in there to where you can only use your shoulders. A lot of us have way more movement than we realize. And so in doing that, you'll be able to feel everything working out as a unit. I really like that one. Yeah, you're going to I can't wait to come over to your crib after this. You're going to have like a, a, a PJ Superstore of just shit from the house. Just, just random stuff lined up. Yeah, you're going to have grout lines and chalk lines and all kinds of lines. I'm going to have a whole circuit training of practice just using all my free things now. One thing that I do love, you mentioned the hanger can help with face angle and, you know, with your irons. I've also used a flashlight to do that same thing. What you can do is find whatever size flashlight. And what you're going to do is hold it as though it's a golf club, have it turned on facing yourself, your stomach, your chest. And as you take it back, that light is going to show you where, if you had a club, the butt of the club is facing. We all know that we want that light on the same line as your target line. You don't want it way ahead of the ball. You don't want it at your feet. Use that flashlight in your backswing to exactly see where your club is. And it'll help you keep the club on path. Again, it's free. I'm sure you got one in that that junk drawer that we all have next to the refrigerator. <laughs> so Right. The hope you know, is thin enough to, to add in there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love doing these types of drills when I'm on the road. It's a rainy day. I'm just at home. We all love to tinker. We're all trying to figure our shit out, you know? So That's it. You know, I got one for you. You take two sleeves of golf balls. You can have a golf ball in it. I got. I have two, two for you. Okay. So you take two sleeves of golf balls. You put them perpendicular or, uh, excuse me, you put them parallel together, just big enough for your putter head to squeeze through or an iron head, right? And you work on that. Use the, the sleeve of golf balls as your gate. If you will, ah, I like that. You put the ball in the middle, so you've got about two inches on each side. Yeah, where you can really control and maintain that face angle as you're putting. One thing I gotta also mention: if you take a a sleeve of golf balls and you just open the little flap on the end, yeah, it actually creates like a little like tunnel. 
So just leave yep. all three balls in there and just stroke and hit the back of the balls inside the box. And if the box slides correctly and the mm. one ball comes out, then you've been square for your putting stroke. Oh, sneaky. Solid. Sneaky that is. And that's what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you've been around the game for a little while, like you learn these little like, I guess they're golf hacks, if you yes. will. Uh, to try to get stuff accomplished. I don't know if you've used golf ball sleeves, but I have. I haven't. I've done the gate drill with the with the sleeves because I think that's really good. Again, you could even do it with the grout um, or on the carpet, rug, whatever you have. But at whatever distance, it allows you to know that you're getting the ball off online. And it's just a good visual too because a lot of times when we are in the house, you don't have a target. You don't really see results right away. With that drill, you you see exactly the visual of a hole, a target, and results right then and there. Now, one that I probably should be doing more because this is sometimes an issue for my swing, um, full swing, iron shots, driver, my tendency is to move my hips forward towards the ball, stand up a little bit. I really need to work on sitting my butt into the shot and keeping it oh. there. I like to move it up and around and whatever. So thank you for the visual. We all Anytime. appreciate that. Thank Anytime. You. <laughs> so a great drill for this. Everyone has a chair in their house. Get the chair out. You want to put your butt against the back of that chair. Get into your stance. You want to feel that chair through your backswing and your through swing. You're going to feel the right cheek. You're going to feel the left cheek through the ball. Right cheek, left cheek, yes. <laughs> left cheek, and hey. it really helps you get that feeling of staying in the shot. Everyone's heard, keep your head down, don't stand up. What this drill will do is help you feel what it's like to keep your hips moving and in a posture to where they're turning through the ball and staying um, staying bent. <laughs> I call it rotational stability. Where it's like yes. you feel stable. You just kind of rotate and you get that left cheek back toward, you know, away from yourself. Yes. So you can create space to get that kind of that snap at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's my tendency, as a lot of us, is to get too crowded at the ball. Your hips are moving forward. Your hands have nowhere to go. You're going to block it out to the right. You're going to try and flip your hands and have that hook shot. We don't want all of that. You got a chair in your house. Sit your hips in there and don't move them. That's that's one way to get, to, yeah. <laughs> Sit your hips in the chair and don't move. That's the best yes. advice that's ever happened on this this show so uh thank you thank you cheyenne we appreciate it. i got you funny if you're not making actual completely full swings you could you could also use the wall yes a wall is a great source as well so i got one that's kind of off the radar because a lot of people don't think of their actual golf clubs as training aids okay mm -hmm. now what i'm gonna say is this next time you're in the house you're bored got some space Get you like a six iron or a seven iron, flip that bad boy upside down, grab it by the hosel with the head toward your hand to where it's really light. And I want you to swing, but we're going to use our, our audio, uh, our ears to make sure we kind of hear what's going on because that's if you swing the club upside down, you're going to be very aware of the whoosh, the sound that you make. That whoo, whoo. Now, a big misconception is where the actual whoosh should be. Right. A lot of people will swing and have a lot of speed from the top of their backswing down to the impact. So that means they're going to hear that whoosh somewhere in their shoulder by their right shoulder for a right-handed player. We want that whoosh sound to kind of start through the golf swing at our left hip. So that mm -hmm. whoosh should happen after and through the contact of the ball. Um, so when you swing and you're listening for that sound, let's see how far forward because 
the club has to speed up as we're going through the hitting zone. If you're hitting an iron or a driver, if you clock it from uh, from initially down, it's going to be moving faster through the ball than it is to the ball. Right. So we've got to maintain speed and even speed up through the hit, uh, and that's really going to help with Chris Bryan shots. I love that. A lot of people don't know where the speed is. They just think swing fast and it's going to work. But really, the key to a longer drive and more efficient distance is knowing where to put that speed, where to use your strength and make it work for you, not against you. You're going to be all out of breath and huffing and puffing and the ball's going nowhere. So Nowhere. Another one that you can do similar to that is uh, with a towel. If you have a towel... You can kind of get that kind of feel of through the ball versus straight from the top and your towel's flapping all over. Yeah, that laggy, feely, yeah, I know you're Exactly, exactly. You know, you already, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's one of the best training aids ever is a towel. You can do so much with it. All right, so first thing, talking about a towel, wrap it around either the front of your chest up under your armpits or the around your back in your armpits. You can chip, putt, hit iron shots. You can do all kinds of shit with the towel just wrapped around your chest or your back. I love the towel chipping because oh, yeah. oh, for so me, I mean, just to have my arms connected, quiet, it allows me to truly feel um, staying staying as one piece and allowing my body to work. It helps uh, clean up my contact and my chipping and take my hands out of it as well. And so with that towel, you can take it again, like you said, any shot really, the, the putter, the wedge, the driver, use it for speed. Very, very, uh, very good tool. I like to take the towel and put it on a chipping green and use it as my landing area. Ooh, I like that you just too. Just take the towel, lay it flat. You know, go to your little spot, pace yep. off. You know how far you need it to, the ball needs to fly versus how far it needs to roll. Yeah, just use the towel as your target as you you know groove your pitch shots. Very good for a visual. Um, another great drill I love with the towel is for putting and speed. You put the towel out there, lay it flat. It gives you a nice square, natural, just box there. Take a nine-footer, 12-footer, 15-footer, get three in a row, five in a row, finishing the ball in that towel. Mm. It allows you to get a good judge of speed, control, and a visual, again, of what the target is and getting your ball to have that perfect speed there. It's funny. I used to use a piece of paper, and I would tee oh, the piece yeah. of paper like in the ground behind the hole. Oh, that's tough because paper is uh, cool. Yes, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's real fast. That ball actually speeds up when it gets to the paper. So wow. like that drill. I got that from Nat Sheary, so appreciate that, that's Nat. a good one. Demon Deacons. That's your girl. That's your teammate. Wake Forest, represent. What else we got? I, I don't know. I feel like um, there's so many random things that you can just grab in the crib. Yeah, I agree. I think this goes to show, too, that it's limitless. You know, you find something that works. You don't always have to be on those infomercials and in the whatever golf store and buying the latest gadgets. There's so many things in your house that you have already that you can use inside, outside. Um, and again, no excuse. You say you're busy. It's bad weather. You got stuff all over your house. You can get some practice in. <laughs> I mean, I've gone so far as to use brooms to get to work on my golf swing go. and give me some some spatial awareness of where the face is. So I like what you just said. There's no excuse uh, in the game of golf to not get better with shit you find at home. It's about just effort and creativity. Yes. If you're creative and you want to be better at golf, you can find stuff at the house, at the crib, to get better. You just got to do it. You got to do the yes. work. 
A huge part of golf is the visual, again, the results, like we said, with the grout, with the face angle, and muscle memory. You know, you can do these movements and get that muscle memory of what it feels like, and your body can just get used to that because golf, it always feels so different than it looks. So if you can just get these movements down at home, you can then take it outside, and hopefully it's an easier transition for you to then acquire those skills. Absolutely. Cheyenne, take us home with this episode. These, If they don't get better with this, they got no hope. We're trying to help you guys out here, okay? So please let us know if these helped, what you like, what you don't like. Um, and anything that we left out, because I'm always trying to find good drills to do at home or in the hotel room. So, you know, comment, send us messages of what you've used in the past. And we'll be back next week with some more tips and fun stories. Birdies Not BS on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, birdiesnotbs.com. You know where we at. We here. We need questions. We got you. But we also need them reviews. So please go on and uh, leave us those reviews. We appreciate five stars. Ah. Holla. And uh, we'll be back next week. Holla, y'all. You know, we want to be your front door. So we know that you listening or downloading the episodes and, and liking us on Instagram. We appreciate that. But but tell your friends about us. Go out and let's grow the game together. We want to be the front door to those people that you're bringing into the game of golf in a no BS fashion. We're going to give it to you straight and all the way real. Tell your peoples about us. 